This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is up, all of my beautiful freaking people? Welcome back to another episode of FML Talk. You guys, I have been waiting to release this episode since I recorded it. It is such a fucking good one. We are going to dive in to soul contracts, what your purpose is on earth, like all the good woo-woo stuff. It's going to be a fucking good one, I promise you. So sit back, grab a cocktail, and a fucking pen and paper to take notes. Welcome to FML Talk. Oh my God. Wait, how old was the other girl? 19. Can you believe that shit? Hey, this is Gabrielle Stone. Good book. Have you gotten a chapter 6 yet? <gasps> he did what? 48 hours? What a dick. Yeah, but have you seen all the photos on her Instagram? And this is FML Talk. Oh no, she didn't. Okay, you guys, I am so excited. When I first found Geliana online, I was like, oh my God, I have to do a session with this woman. She reads soul contracts. She tells people their life's purpose, like what you're supposed to be doing here to make your destiny happen, like all the fucking shit that I love. So if you are not into the woo-woo stuff <laughs> and, you know, the spirituality realm and soul's purposes, this episode might challenge some beliefs that you have in a very interesting way. So I encourage you to keep an open mind and really be open to the possibilities of there being greater shit out there than what you're seeing in your day-to-day life. If you are into the woo-woo shit like me, you are about to have your mind fucking blown for the next hour. <laughs> we are going to dig in to soul contracts, karmic relationships, how to break a karmic relationship or cycle. Everyone's like, oh shit, that's me. I feel called out. Yes, you. Yes, you. <laughs> Gonna tell you how to break them. Why the villains in our story are actually meant to be in our life. Okay. (laughs) And at the end of all of this, we are going to talk about a story about my dad that I've never shared publicly before. Geliana is an amazing spiritual teacher and really the fact that she flew out here to record this episode with me, I was so honored. And she was kind enough to kind of do a deep dive into my chart to give you guys a little bit of proof in the pudding of what she does. And it's really crazy what she ends up bringing around Javier, around Tay. It's you'll you'll just very much so see by the end of this episode that nothing happens on accident. And we are all here for a greater purpose. And it really gave me a sense of peace and knowing that this crazy journey we call life is 
not by chance. It's not random fucked up shit just happening to us. And there's a lot of solace in that, I feel. So I hope this episode gives you some of that as well. Again, if you are a skeptic in any sense of the word, this episode is going to probably challenge your beliefs and ask you to open your mind to the fact that we really are here for a true reason and purpose and that there is so much more beyond this physical plane that we call life on earth. So without further ado, please welcome the incredible Galliana. Galliana, welcome to FML Talk. I'm so excited to have you here. I am stoked to be here. Thank you for, fuck, thank you for flying in. I like can't wait to dive into all of this. And the fact that we get to do it face to face is really great. So thank you for being here. Seriously, my pleasure. Yay. So can we start by you just telling everybody what what it is you do? Because it's a very specific and special specialty that you work in. Yeah, I, I would call it a niche within the spiritual realm of things, right? So um, I specialize in reading people's soul contracts. Um, And the way that I do that, uh, which is even more unique, is I take their birth name, which is on their birth certificate, um, and I I convert the sounds into sound frequency. So you can almost think of it as a sort of a numerology, but it's not the Western numerology that we're all used to. But I convert the name into sound frequencies. And based off that, it tells me the karma that you came in with, mm. um, the unique talents that you brought into this lifetime, the goals, which are like the things you want to achieve here. And we have this in categories of physical and spiritual. And then ultimately, what is your soul's purpose? Like, yeah. what is the whole incarnation about? Right. Which is such a big question for everybody kind of like floundering on this fucking rock floating through space. <laughs> We're yeah. like, why am I here? What's my soul's purpose? If people are unaware, I'm a big believer in past lives that we've been here many, many times. I've had too much proof in my own life to not believe that, Mm -hmm. especially with the work that my mother does. So I, when I found you, I was like, fuck this. I'm booking a session. Like I need to know everything. And you did not disappoint. Your work is really incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So let's start with what is a soul contract? So a soul contract is a set of things that the soul essentially agrees to before it reincarnates into any given lifetime. So let's talk about what these things are. So the soul usually will choose its parents, which I know a lot of people are like, what? I would have never chosen my parents, but we do. We choose our parents. I totally believe that. Yeah. I'm just telling you the feedback I get, right? Like, But um, we choose our parents. We choose where we're going to be born because each culture has its own intricacies. Mm -hmm. We choose what we're going to look like right? So we choose our avatar. Oh, that's interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. We absolutely choose what we're going to look like. And which again, that's a whole other can of worms that we can go down. But (laughs) um, the soul chooses its birth day, right? And its birth name. So most people think the parents, you know, choose the baby's name. But if Mm. you ask any parent, they'll tell you there's some story of how they came up with their Mm. child's name or like, you know, the mom that had the name picked out forever and then the baby comes she looks at the baby uh no that's not john that's right you know joey or whatever so all of a sudden they just know the baby needs to have a different name oh my god i love this okay so my mom's name obviously is deanna my dad's name was christopher they almost named me christiana thank fucking god they didn't because like what even is that name (laughs) like not so much sorry if there's any christianas out there um but because my mom 
tried for six years to have me and everyone said, you're never going to get pregnant. Like it's not in the cards for you. She had me when she was 40. Um, and it was like a huge six year journey. She named me Gabrielle after the angel Gabriel because I was like her miracle baby. Wow. I have chills as you're telling me this. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I love that you say the soul picks the name before it comes in and kind of like sends it down. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. We pick all of these things before we come down. I don't know if it was you that told me this analogy in our session or if it was something I saw somewhere else. So if it's yours, feel free to claim it. But it really resonated with me. And it's like we're up there as these little cute little souls like hanging out in heaven or whatever you want to call it up in the universe. And it's kind of like we're all waiting in line at a bus stop. And you're like, okay, I'm getting ready to go down for my next life. It's like, here we go. And you're like, okay, who's going to be the person that teaches me this lesson? And someone else in line is like, ooh, ooh, I'll do that for you. And you're like, okay, cool. Come come get on the bus with me. And then someone else is like, okay, well, I need someone that's going to you know, teach me this lesson and that's going to be really tough and that's going to suck. And someone's like, okay, I'll, I'll do that for you. I'll be that person for you. And you all get on the bus and you go down, forget that like you made this pact and then you meet all these people in your life that help you learn these lessons. And that really was like such a clear explanation for me. I was like, oh, I get that. That makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about like we we come down here, we have these soul contracts. What are some different people in those contracts that show up in our lives? Yeah. And and you know, that is such a great analogy. Just just to add a little bit to that. So when I explain that to people, um I was it your analogy? I don't know if well it I, I want to give you we credit talk about this, but I, I usually don't use the bus. Uh, it's actually a classroom, like a theater style oh, okay. classroom oh, setting. I like and, that even more. and where I get this is um there's an amazing book uh, by Michael Newton called Journey of the Souls. Mm -hmm. And he goes into so much detail of how the souls actually pre-plan all of this. I love that down to the detail of like the people you met in high school that were maybe just acquaintances where they oh. like they're part of that crew uh, of that initial like you know planning somebody's life out yeah oh god i love this shit so, okay yeah so if anyone's <laughs> interested in that anyways but yeah so that's usually but you're you're spot on so not only do we have a soul contract with ourselves, right which is what we started talking about is that's what the soul pre-plans but then we have soul contracts with other people mm -hmm. which is what you're talking about and so one of the things I tell people, again, I get so much pushback for this, but it, it's, it, it just it is what it is. Usually the biggest villain in your life mm -hmm. is the soul that's the most committed to your growth. Mm -hmm. And so I have this video that's gone viral on TikTok a few times, and it's the hook is the person that's hurting you the most in this lifetime is your bestie on the other side. Yeah, dude, I really fucking believe that. Yeah, I mean, I, I we're going to get into like the specifics with my life and my villains, but yeah. Like that really resonates. And you you also talk about how there's a lot of like celebrity examples, like and people throughout history who have come into each other's lives that look like, you know, someone who might have murdered someone in a horrible way or someone who might have like really broke this person in a devastating way, that that's a really good example of a strong soul contract. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's it's a really strong soul tie mm. because I mean, think about this: when you kill somebody, your 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 soul is tied to them. You're gonna right. keep living lives out over and over. And sometimes, you know, I've heard stories um, where you know somebody had killed each other in one lifetime, and the next lifetime it was the mother and the daughter. Mm. Can you imagine working through that karma? Right. <laughs> 
So, and what do you think creates these soul ties? Like, why do those souls get chosen to go together to keep like living, reliving these lives? Because I've done past life sessions where I've gone back and I've been with my mom in, in past lives before. I did a past life regression where I was with Javier before. So, like, I really believe that like there's people that we you know reincarnate with to work through shit. But is there something that lends itself to like these people are going to have that journey together? So, yes, each one of us has a very specific soul group that we belong to, like mm. a soul family. Right. Right. So I often tell people your bio family is not your soul family. Yeah. You know, and, and oftentimes, you know, when people have like not such good parents, mm -hmm. it's because these people volunteered to be your or you chose. I mean, you chose them to be your teachers. Right. You know, so they're not your soul family. But so the soul family, we usually meet along the way in life, right? That's the journeys to remember to, you know, who you are and recognize your family. Yeah. But then taking it um, out of your soul group, we have um, outer rings. If you can think of like, like, like maybe um, like a, like our cousins to our soul group, right. right? And then they'll play different roles for you. So sometimes like when I talk about karmic connections, you can have a soulmate that you're working through karma with. But you could just have like one of these cousin souls that's a karmic connection, but they're not a soulmate. Right. And you and, and so oftentimes when we reincarnate, because most of us are working through karma, we keep reincarnating with people that we've had karma with in past right. lives. And we've got it because the goal is to clear it, right? Because yeah. what is karma? You're coming in to fix it. Right. Karma is usually your greatest gift in life. You're coming in to fix something so you can take it out of your Akashic records and not have to deal with it and just yeah. clean the slate and move on. Yeah. Summer is here and life is not slowing down for us anytime soon. One of the things we have continuously relied on making our lives so much easier is factor meals. No prep, no mess, no cleanup meals. I have really been off the wagon with my eating since having my son, and for my health, my wellness, and my mental sanity, I have been switching my dinners to more healthy options from Factor. They have 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, so I never get bored. And Tay is continuously shocked every time he sits down to eat one because they are so freaking tasty. They have breakfast, lunches, dinners, and desserts. It's a treat to have restaurant-quality food that is so easy to prepare and doesn't come with the insane Postmates bill. Head to factormeals.com slash fmltalk50 and use code fmltalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code fmltalk50 at factormeals.com slash fmltalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Enjoy, FMLers. I so appreciate that you did a deep dive into me <laughs> and my name and my soul and you've read both the books. So I feel very comfortable that you're going to use me as an example, which I think people will get a kick out of. So let's start with me as an individual before we branch out into the souls I've had contracts with. What did I really come in to learn in this life? What were my big things that you picked up on when you did my chart? 
So with you, um, it, it was really fascinating because, you know, first I did the reading for you before I read your books yeah. or anything like that. And I've seen you on my, you know, for you page. But I, when we did the reading, I didn't even make the connection. Right. You right. Know, which, which is actually really good, I think, because I was coming in and it's like, I don't know, you know. Yeah. So but when I started to read the book, um, one of the first things that stood out so loudly was your abandonment, mm-hmm. you know, and you speak of this. I mean, it's, it's this huge theme in your life, starting yeah. from, you know, what happened with your father. And then, um, so your physical karma is a 4-4, four, four, mm. which is the number of abandonment. Oh, shit. <laughs> so you came in to experience this journey yeah. in this lifetime, right? And it started with your dad and then all the way through, you know, Javier and yeah. then, you know, just the things that you even had to deal with, you know, a tie, just yeah. like you were working through so much of that challenge. And so I tell people your car, your physical karma, well, in your spiritual karma, but your karma is going to be one of the biggest challenges of your life to overcome, but it's your greatest gift because on the opposite side of that, you are um, here to just trust yeah. that things will work out the way they need to. And the universe has your back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's so interesting because the, first of all, that's so spot on. And like, if you look at my life as a blueprint, it's like every couple steps, it's like, yep, there's the abandonment. There's the abandonment. Like it kept repeating itself. And then my big kind of FML Europe trip, which was on my Saturn return year, was where I started to first heal some of that abandonment. Mm-hmm. And the answer in that was that I never fully abandoned myself and the universe, myself, whatever, always has my back, which is what you literally just said. So it like very much makes sense in in my life specifically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I was reading the book, I was like, holy crap. She's like literally taking words out of my mouth when I do readings for people. Like it, it's uncanny. Like, you know, I know the work that I do, but it's it's not as common that I meet somebody that's so self-aware and has yes. done as much work on themselves, <laughs> right? Which you have. I mean, gosh, you've put yourself through the ringer, you know, <laughs> and so many. And so, but that gives you that awareness. Yeah. And so you can speak to it. And so it's like, I'm I'm literally reading words that you wrote that I speak when I do readings for people, trying to explain to them what they're going through, what their struggles are. Right, right. Oh, that's awesome. I'll take that pat on the back. Thank yes, you. Um, okay, so what else was prevalent when you read my chart? Yeah, so definitely the the abandonment challenge. And then your talents, your, your spiritual talents are fives. This is, it's all about truth. So this, um, they're very intuitive. They're very, like, they have a sensitivity about them where, you know, you could just, you walk in the room, you feel the room. I mean, they're just, they're intuitive. They know. They don't like to be lied to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they usually know that they're, and they're also very pioneering um, and they're very expressive. So you were here to speak your truth, right? Like that's, that's, and this is one of your greatest talents and you're going to be assertive in speaking it, right? I mean, and it's hurt you in, at some points, mm-hmm. you know, where like the whole thing that happened with, you know, your, you know, Daniel trying to take your Instagram down because he doesn't like you right. speaking your truth, right? Like right. things like that. I mean, I'm sure there were other themes showing up in your life, but, but this is what you're here to do. Yeah. And, um, which then ties into, and again, I mean, I'm, you know, not going to do a deep dive into all the frequencies, but your your soul destiny, which everybody wants to know, what's my soul destiny? Yeah. Yours is a 12-3. And they are, they're guides, they're teachers. Mm-hmm. Like, you're here to 
you learn what you learn and you do this through your experience in life. You know, you do this, but you also like when you find something you're passionate about, you'll just go down the rabbit hole. Oh, right? big time. Yeah. <laughs> and then you share that with people. So you're here to so they're master teachers. Mm. So again, it's like, because I remember we're going through this chart and I'm telling you this and you're like, yeah, well, I have a book and a podcast. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Well, like these are the frequencies for that. Right. Right. You yeah. know? So um, it was fascinating to see you doing this at such a young age. I mean, you're not like young and much, you know what I mean? But like, no, but as far as like living to, you know, 80, 90 years old, right. like, yeah, 33. I'm like, I'm on track, guys. I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> you are. Well, in the fours, they're um, very much like achievers. They want to achieve. They have this like big incentive to achieve. So, um, and, and, you know, we'll get a little more into this, but, you know, when Javier came in, like he really pushed on that for like, He forced mm. you almost to like work through it as fast as you could to get to where you are because had he not come in to do that you know you would have maybe taken a much slower oh my god yeah like that whole situation and we'll we'll dive into this now changed my entire career like let's just call it what it is like that is that was the catalyst for me sitting here doing this podcast right now so let's talk about now um when you looked at javier's name and numbers and yes, I gave her the actual name. So everyone's like, well, was she doing it based on Javier? That's not his real name. Um, she's also sworn to secrecy. So don't slide into her DMs. <laughs> yes, I, I purposely forgot his name. I love that. Um, so when you looked at my my chart in comparison to his, what stood out to you? So the first thing I always check for is, do they have a karmic connection? Because usually when there's a karmic connection, it's a really, really strong tie. And this could be positive and negative, right? So to give you an example, so Javier and Tay actually have the same um, talent position, the same frequency. Mm. But look how it's played out completely different right. with both of them compared to you. Yeah. Right. So whereas you know, Tay's coming in to support you, you know, and Javier, I mean, he, he's sort of supporting you, but it was in a very different yeah. kind of way about it. Right. Right. But you have that connection with both of them. So, um, but that was one of the first things I saw, but I, I, I got to tell you that actually wasn't the most powerful one I saw, even though that's a powerful connection. What I really saw is that Javier has this 12-3 frequency in his physical karma, which is all about expansion. Mm -hmm. And then in his common name, because I look at the birth name and the common, the common name is the name that you go by. Usually right. just your name without your middle name. Um, he has this nine, nine dragon frequency in that physical karma. So those two frequencies paired up, like they essentially sit on top of your four, four, which is your abandonment mm -hmm. issues. It is extremely catalytic. Mm. Like it, like there was no way he wasn't going to blow that up. Right. In some way, because it's causing you to expand. Like, so the dragon, I mean, think of fire. Yeah. Right. Fire on your wound. Mm. So he's here to help you break through that, but it doesn't always feel good. Right. Like literally exactly accurate. <laughs> and you also said that both of our charts had something interesting in them as far as losing people. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? Yeah. So it's this 11-12 or 11-2 frequency that I just mentioned. So the 11 frequency comes with one of the harshest lessons in this modality, and it's called death to life. Mm -hmm. This is where we experience loss around us. And oftentimes it shows up as, as losing people close to us. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it shows up as 
just the loss of, um, I don't know, your whole life. I mean, sometimes something else could happen. But it's a theme of just losing. Yeah. And it's here to remind us life is temporary. Mm. And usually when we experience these losses, it's meant to help us awaken, right? Because mm-hmm. our consciousness just starts to expand rapidly. So uh, for you, you have this in, um, I believe it's your common birth name. And then in the Gabrielle Stone, yeah. you have that. And then, so obviously that speaks to, well, I know your dad, but also you lost your boyfriend mm-hmm. in, in high school. So yeah. you've experienced loss in, in a few different phases yeah. of your life. Um, and then with, Javier, you know, he lost his brother. Obviously, that was a big one for him. And with Tay, it was his mother. Yeah. Oh, so he, all three of us have that all in our- All three of you have this Oh, isn't this yeah. fucking interesting? And I I would love to like, I, I mean, Tay is very spiritual, so he'd probably roll his eyes, but then be like, yeah, whatever. Okay, fine. Like the fact that like we're all in a weird fucked up soul family, like even though like we, there's people that like don't really care for the other in this life. And I, I would, I would bet money that my mom has that in her chart as well. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I, I mean, she's, yeah. she's, her loss compared to mine, like seems, mine seems minimal when you compare it to hers. Oh, this is so fascinating. Okay, so we were talking about before we started recording how soul contracts, one of the ways that we can kind of recognize like, oh, we're on the right path and that like the universe is kind of like going to push you to make the right decision for this premeditated soul contract are signs. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about what those might look like? Yeah. So great question. So before we reincarnate, we all go to this like remembrance class, mm-hmm. right? Because again, we're going to be born with complete amnesia. So right. is it possible for you to walk by and completely not recognize the person you're supposed to? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, life will try to bring them in front of you again. But we all go as souls, we go to this class and we come up with like different little signs to give each other. Um, I mean, it could be a, a necklace that somebody wears and all of a sudden it sparks a memory. It could right. be a scent. Um, I heard a story of somebody um, you know, the, 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 the guy tasted this woman's food. And as soon as he tasted her food, he just like recognized her from a past lifetime. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I mean, so there's just all these, you know, signs and, and symbols, um, that we come up with and they show up as synchronicities or again, something that triggers a memory. So for you, there was a, all the dates with Javier, yeah. like you kept talking about this and you're like, but this, it's like, it's so uncanny. So it's, it's like a mind fuck sometimes, right? right. It's like, w- this makes no sense. Like we have all these numbers and all these things in common. How is this person now my enemy or right? Like, right. But it's, but the reason that it's like, you were so meant to go on that journey. Yeah. It, you know, before all the pain, your soul was like, we must make it so she doesn't miss this chance. Yeah. Like, it's like, okay, of course he's leaving on what would have been my two-year wedding anniversary. Of course he's coming back on the date my father was born. Like, come on. I was like, okay, universe, I fucking hear you. I'm taking the trip. Like, it's so exactly what you're describing. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. You know, and for me with my karmic, um, it's like he has my birthday in his phone number. Oh, wow. His date, his birthday is the same birthday as my best friend, mm. right? Like things like that, They it's just, you're like, this is, like I understand coincidences, which nothing is a coincidence, but right. sometimes it's so freaky deaky almost. Yeah. But this, that's 
And, you know, we say, does the universe give me signs? Well, it's actually your soul's pre-planning it that way. Yeah. (laughs) Knowing that you're not going to miss those. Yeah, it's not like really signs. It's like recognizing things that you put in place to make sure you would take the right path. And it's so interesting that you were like, maybe one day you'll walk by someone and they won't, but they'll come back around. So Javier, I met six and a half years before any of our like crazy stuff ever happened. And Tay, I met 10 years before. Like we played each other's siblings, which, haha, okay, everyone make the joke. I got it on a film set and like completely platonic, but like had this like instant, like soul family connection. And, but like, that was it. And then 10 years later came back around and like, look where we are now. Mm -hmm. It's crazy because it really does happen like that. So with, when you looked at Tay's chart, how did that differ for comparing him to me than uh, Javier's journey? Because Javier, it was like, very, you were very clear, like, this was a karmic relationship meant to, like, blow up your life and, like, be the catalyst to send you off into your purpose. Yeah. And, you know, th- the thing is, I actually, I- I'm not, I don't know that your karma was your biggest connection point because because the, really where you guys connect, it's not even, it's in his birth name but it's not in your birth name it's Mm. in your gabrielle stone name right so i think more than anything he was here to be catalytic i don't know if he was your karmic right because i know people say oh that's your twin flame oh that's your karmic or there's so much misconception about all that i actually to me what it feels like intuitively and i'm telling you even when i saw you come up in my um you know for you page before we even had any interaction i saw your story and i was like yeah, that was all pre like I, I could just tell it. I'm yeah. like, that was all pre-planned. Yeah, they, <laughs> they planned it out. And it was one of those things where I was like, I actually had the thought, I was like, should I leave her a comment? And I'm like, no, I don't want to sound snide. Oh my god, I love this. it. Like, I would have been like, who is this lady? Because I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it really feels to me, I don't know that it was so much karmic with him, but more we I need to help her blow this up. Mm. And it it's it it really feels like a he volunteered for this right type of a thing. And what is your opinion now on the fact that I have kind of inadvertently in his perception become the villain in his story? You're probably doing the same for him. Right. You like know, helping how, him heal some really old shit. Yeah, whatever it is that you're forcing because again, you're you represent truth. Yeah. And so he can't hide from anything when you're so, I mean, you're, you're big and loud. You're not somebody that's going to go away. You know, even if you two aren't communicating, like that's truth constantly facing him. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Someone please send him this episode. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's, it's just, there's probably a lot of things that he needs to face because he's got sevens in his chart and sevens, they don't like to be seen. They don't Mm. want people knowing their shit. They don't want, Mm. like, they don't want people knowing their vulnerabilities, you know, but they're also very charismatic. Yeah. And they're very much, like, they're so good with people and people, like, people are magnetized to them and people will share with them, but they don't want people knowing their, and when they do share, it's very controlled. Yep. Oh, my God. So fucking accurate. So you're forcing him to be seen. Right. You know what I'm like in a big yeah. way. Yeah. So it really feels to me like this isn't karmic. It feels like you two are like, let's just come in and do this and grow from it. Right. Let's just fuck shit up and yeah. be better <laughs> yeah. people after. Um, you're validating everything my therapist said to me. So I love it. OK, so let's talk about Tay because that's everyone's favorite person on the planet, including mine. Um, So how did his chart compare when you looked at ours together? So with him, it it feels very supportive. Um, He also has this 11-2 in his talents, 
which supports your 11-2 karmic aspect. But again, it's not in your birth name. But by the time you met him, you've taken on so much of the, you know, Gabriel Stone frequencies. With him, it, just, it's a lot, it feels a lot more supportive, mm -hmm. right? With Javier, it's more combustive. With him, it's a lot, it's a lot more supportive. And I, I, I don't think there was actually, besides that, there wasn't any other karmic aspects between you, meaning you're both just sitting on each, on each other's frequencies and supporting and helping grow. And even like, you know, even the little clashes you've talked about, again, so much of it was about abandonment for you. Yeah. Well, and him too. Like he shares all that abandonment from his mom passing. Right. But I don't think he carries the four frequencies. So okay. for him, it's playing out a little bit differently than for you. So even though it's the same, we both have an abandonment for him, it showed up, um, you know what it was, is he, because he had all those sevens, and I think he's got some threes, they they have a challenging time communicating their inner feelings. And again, because, mm. so he's got sevens like Javier does, mm -hmm. right? So they're both very charismatic yeah. people. Uh, but, you know, initially, um, I think in life, and you talk about this in his books, like in the books, um, he... Um, he was drinking, like, yeah. he, like, you know what I mean? He had this whole other side of him that he didn't want people to know. Or so maybe there was some shame in there or something. Mm, so yeah. I think he was working out through it that way. Interesting. Right? So we may have the same feeling, but it's going to show up differently. Right. Depending on the freak, because that's the journey. So a big part of what he's here to do is to heal his heart mm. and then help others do the same. Oh, that's so spot on. Yeah. I think he would really resonate with that. I mean, I see that from an outside perspective, big time. Oh my God, this is also, I, I literally could talk about this for hours. Um, so you have a pretty interesting journey with like reading your own chart and like the stuff mm -hmm. that you've been through. Yeah. Can we do a little bit of a dive into that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, what What was your big kind of lesson that you've learned and how did that play out with your specific other person? Well, I'll tell you, before I even tell you about the other person, for me, let me tell you why I even resonated with this work so much. Um, when I first came across this, I was like, what is this? Like every cell in my body lit up. And mm -hmm. so I, of course, started doing a deep dive into my own chart. And lo and behold, I find out that my physical karma, the way yours is abandonment, mine is heartache. Mm -hmm. So I tell people I have a PhD in heartache. <sighs> like this is what I came in into this yeah. lifetime to experience. and. I've had it come at me from all directions, not just romantic relationships. I mean, just, you know, there was a moment in time where I, my sob story or whatever, is I was, it was like every single person I've ever loved has betrayed me. Right. But it's true. And it doesn't mean I'm angry with them for it. I mean, yeah. at this point, I'm so far away from that. But that is what happened. But that's what I tell people all the time on this show when we talk about like, if there's a fucking pattern in your life, mm -hmm. yes, the other people doing it, like that sucks and you don't deserve that, but you have to turn around and point the finger on yourself because if I'm experienced getting abandoned time and time and time and time again, there's something in me that needs to be healed or fixed before I can experience something else. If you're experiencing betrayal time and time and time again, it's like, okay, that's trying to wake you up and be like, hello, bitch, it's time to heal some stuff. Let's look at this. So yeah, that's huge to like be able to recognize what that pattern is and adjust and try and fix it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so when I saw that, my life made so much more sense because again, I was like, oh, I asked for this. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and then once I realized all these people in my life that I felt so wronged by were actually there to help me work through what I needed to work through. Like I'll give you an example. So my uh, ex-husband's wife, her and I have a karmic connection. Oh, interesting. And so I see things, right? Like this is outside of the soul contract work, but I see and I hear. And when my ex and I were going through our divorce, um, so just a little preface about that. So I was with him for 17 years. I met him when I was 17. Oh, wow. We were, so like majority of my adult life yeah. when I left him, right? And um, we were bestest friends. And then when we split up, we split up amicably, but then things went completely sideways mm-hmm. very quickly. Um, and not to go into details on that. And again, I'm, we're all way past that, but that was the experience. And he met his um, now wife um, and the, her and I had a contract again, but I didn't know any of this at the time. Right, I wasn't right. so conscious. And, uh, and actually this is interesting because most people don't realize they have contracts with maybe the other woman or, right. you know, and not that she was the other woman, but I mean like, but people don't realize that. Yeah. So I had, I essentially did a meditation and I saw me asking her to come in and kind of just like tear us away from each other, wow. not tear us apart. Uh, maybe that sounds harsh. I don't know. Maybe, but but it was one of those things where, and it was for me mm. because I'm one of those people where I needed help with learning boundaries, mm. and I didn't realize that. Right. So I couldn't let him go, not like romantically, but I like, like the comfort and yeah, yeah. You needed someone to physically take him away, or it, you were never going to leave to grow. Exactly. No, like there's again, and, and without I don't want to go into too much detail about that because there's more interesting stuff to talk about. But essentially. I saw, I actually saw in meditation that I asked her to do that. So I'm Mm. like, well, how could I possibly be mad at her if I asked her to come in and do that, right? Hey, I mean, I fucking relate to that so much. Like as much as people who like see my story from a distance want to be like, fuck the 19 year old. And like, that's like horrible and da da da. Fucking thank God for her. Like she saved my ass on a lot of fucking things. I'm very thankful that that situation happened and that she came in and made that so easy for me to get out. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see your soul contract. Oh, next my to God. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, to see that, but, yeah. But I mean, it's like we don't even need to do that. We know that there was a contract totally. there. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious. Right. So um, that's one of the things. But as far as the men in my life, when I actually took all my significant um, exes and put them all next to each other, every single one of them had a 7-7 seven, seven physical talent, which is the karmic connection to my 7-7 seven, seven physical karma. So every single one of them was there to mess with my heart. Wow. You know, and so the, 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 the attraction to them, you know, you meet them, you're so attracted. It's like the connection is so strong when it's a karmic connection like yeah. that. Yeah. Wow. And how did that allow you to kind of accept the situation when you were able to see it from that lens forgiveness Mm. so much forgiveness yeah like i didn't i didn't know how i could forgive and i'm such a forgiving person but i was hurt so badly that i was i was like oh my god i don't know how to forgive and then you know when you don't forgive you get sick yeah so i was scared i was like i'm gonna get sick because i like my my ex-husband i just i was so hurt by what happened i Literally didn't know how I was gonna yeah let go, but I did. It, everything's fine, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and not just him, but then my karmic um, 
ex and I met him when I was really young in life. So again, him and I met young, we reconnected later in life. Mm -hmm. uh, that's why I told you there's so many similarities between our yeah. stories. And I'm sure you hear this from so many people too, yeah. there's similarities, but they even kind of look alike, which is, ah, kinda, I, love I know. That. Well, <laughs> I did, again, how am I, how am I going to forgive this guy? But again, as the more I, because I see things. And so I saw some of our past lives and I saw the role he was, was meant to play in my life. And once I start going deeper into all of that, I come out of it and I'm like, okay, like at this point, I could say he probably is one of the biggest villains in my life. Mm -hmm. And I know I've had so many lifetimes with him. But I also know with him in particular, I needed to break the karmic cycle. Right. And this is what your listeners might actually be interested in because this is my most frequently asked questions. Yeah. How do you break a karmic cycle? Because it's not about breaking up with them. Right. It's about breaking yeah. the cycle. Oh my God. Yeah. I know that fucking took years after like physical separation to like make that happen. So yes, please drop yeah. that fucking knowledge on us. <laughs> so, okay. The, the, e I'm going to tell you the, the easy answer is forgiveness. Yeah. Okay. But how, right. you know, and when you can't reach that, I mean, so, but there's more to it. So for me, I realized with this guy, I couldn't talk around, like I couldn't speak my truth around him. It was the straight, like I have no problem talking. I'm like very verbose here. Like I'm probably gonna have to edit her <laughs> post-production, but I couldn't speak around this guy for the life of me. And what I realized is this is all stemming from past connection, you know, past lives. And so what I realized in order for me to break the cycle, I had to speak my truth to him uh, and stand up to him in that way. Interesting. Okay, so it's different for every person. And so what I tell people is, if you're not sure what your psych, like what the karmic cycle is here, look at the things that are, you know, like the pain they're causing you or maybe what you're being triggered by. Like, do you feel like you're not worthy of like, what do you like for me? Like I said, it was, I couldn't speak around him. I couldn't speak my truth. I couldn't stand up for myself. Yeah. He made me feel like I was irrelevant. Mm. Like my opinions were irrelevant. Like what I had to say was meaningless. Right which is not who I am at all, mm -hmm. right? But this is why you have all these strong, powerful women in these abusive relationships, right? Right. We've all heard that. And it's like, how do you, that makes no sense. It's because these guys come in with a karmic connection and they have all this power over them. Mm. So what you've got to do is kind of assess what are they triggering? And then that's what you have to clear. So for me, it was about standing up to him and I couldn't do it because I couldn't speak it. So I, had, I sent him a, a novel text. Yeah. But when I, when I, the moment I did that, I mean, I felt it lift. Oh, interesting. You know, and for me, it was important to not care about his reaction. Yeah, or response. Or, or response or yeah. anything. And I think it's like that for many of us. Yeah. Right? And because I cared, I never spoke any of this to him before. So the moment I stopped caring and the moment I realized I need to do this for me, again, I went into a breathwork meditation. I'm like super huge on breathwork, mm -hmm. right? Put myself into this altered state. And as I was in it, it all just got downloaded. This is mm. what I need to say to him. I opened up my eyes, I picked up my phone, and a novel came out of me. Wow. And I sent that to him as a text. Yeah. So did he respond? I think he did, actually. But that was irrelevant. And so you I don't, don't care enough to no. where it's like, yeah, but I don't even know what it was. That's the fucking gift in all of that. Yeah. Wow. I love that. Okay. So I love all of this soul contract stuff specifically because it kind of gives us a little bit of peace as to why fucked up shit happens mm -hmm. in lives. So let's break that down. Yeah. So first and foremost, there's such thing as free will, right? That's why souls love this planet because we we have free will. We can do anything we want here. It's not like that on all other planets. right? So 
we do pre-plan things, but we come down here and somebody can go completely off the rails, mm. right? And so this is where maybe you have a parent that's supposed to be a strict teacher, and then they just take it to the next level and the next level. And that's not, that's not always pre-planned. Got okay? it. So I do want to state that. Okay. Um, I will also say sometimes it is, okay? Because again, this is where karmic stuff happens. In some cases, they do choose this. Yeah. So many of us are like, we're here to have an experience and then turn around and help others. Yeah. Every single one of us. I don't care what your contract is, you know, and those of us that have sevens in particular, we attract people that have had similar experiences to us. Yeah. So whatever you went through is who you're going to help. That's so interesting. And that makes a lot of sense in my stuff as well. Like looking at my chart and like what I went through is stuff that I'm now helping people in. Yeah. Oh my God. I I mean, it's like mind blowing to wrap your head around, but it all makes so much sense at the same time. And I think it also does really help with forgiveness because that's such a difficult thing for people in our human form to understand and rectify with. We did an episode like a couple seasons ago around forgiveness and people either loved it and they go back and like listen to it and replay it all the time. Or they're like, wait, what the fuck? No, because they're like, how could I forgive someone that did this to me or that did this to me or that did this? And it's like, it's not about them. It's about you. Because like you said, if you don't, if you don't have that forgiveness and you don't truly find a way to let go, it causes sickness. It causes disease. I mean, the word disease is dis-ease. And that's literally what you're holding on to in your body. So you're not forgiving to let go for them and to make them feel better. It's to literally help you, you continue on this journey. Yes. I'm so glad that you just explained that because that's another big pushback I get is people say, I will never forgive. It's only hurting you. It's all, exactly. It's only hurting you. And then the other thing I want to say is you now when people say some like, how can I forgive them? They did this to me. No, yeah. they did this for you. Mm. Right. Yeah. Javier did this for you. Yeah. And I, I stand by that wholeheartedly. I mean, that entire which it's crazy because it's only like a couple blips of my life on the radar. Um, but that changed my career, changed how I was able to heal myself, changed like the way I am as a woman and as a human. Like I can't imagine not going through that situation and where I would be if I hadn't. Mm-hmm. Do you think that we all as souls would still end up in the same place if certain things like if Javier never came into my life for some reason, like he kept walking by and I was like, no, no, I'm going to look this way. <laughs> um, do you think I still would have soul wise found a way to end up like fulfilling the purpose? And would it have maybe looked different? I, I would hope so, because there are. So whenever a soul is planning a life, there's not one route. Mm-hmm. There's the most ideal route, but then there's like a plan B, a plan C, a plan D. Gosh, right. if they really don't get it, maybe a plan F, you know? So um, yes. And this is sometimes where you can even end up with different soulmates and maybe oh, not your primary. Oh, interesting. So when people ask me, so along the lines, people say to me, well, 
how am I going to meet my soulmate? I tell them, when you're on the path, you're going to meet them. Mm. But you've got to be on the path of your contract. So right. if you're, what, what do I mean by that? Aligned. You've got to be aligned to who you are. You have to be in your passions. Yeah. yeah. And Stop looking for the soulmate and follow the fucking path and yes, don't be on the path. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's about you. And then you'll meet that. You'll meet them on that path. Yeah. So your answer is most likely, yes, you would have, but it probably would have looked a little different. Right. And I think the universe has a very tricky way of putting incredible circumstances in your path to make certain things happen. The example that's coming to my mind is, I don't think I've ever talked about this on on this show. So before my dad met my mom, he had a brain aneurysm in his apartment, was on the floor for, I think, 36 hours before anyone found him, which A, like brain aneurysms are very like rare that you survive and be not if you're laying on the ground for that long. They found him, brought him into the hospital. Um, and when he told the story to my mom, when he was with her, he said, I vividly remember being outside of my body up in the corner of the hospital room, looking down, I could see my body. I could see all the doctors and nurses working on me. And I turned to look like up higher into the corner and there was this like beautiful warm light and all I wanted to do was go towards it. It felt so safe. It felt so good. It was like, oh my God, I'm going to get to go home. And then I consciously had a thought that said, oh, I feel like there's something I'm still supposed to do here. And the second he had that thought, he woke up on the table in his body. And my mom will tell you like, that was because he had to come back to meet her and to have me, obviously. Obviously. Um, and but it it was such a clear example of like something happened, but the universe was like, wait, you haven't filled, like you haven't finished your purpose for yeah. being here quite yet. And he shouldn't have survived that. And he did. Yeah. When it's not your time, it's not your time. Right. And when it is, it is. That's like the amount of grief my mom and I have dealt with from losing people usually too early or in very tragic ways. The one thing, even when we're grieving, that she reminds me of, and this is, again, a hot topic of contention, I'm sure, for people, is that nobody leaves without choice. Like we, and it goes back to that soul contract, like we decide when we're coming in, that soul does not leave without choice. Mm -hmm. Do you believe that? A hundred percent. Yeah. You you plan. Um, that's part of the soul contract is you plan how you're going to exit. Ugh. Yeah. So but I, you, you yeah. don't know that from looking at names, right? Or do you? No, okay. I don't know that. From that would be like names. too much responsibility yeah. to yeah. be like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't see that with this work. I mean, I, I think there's like, again, that that might be a more of a specific niche. And I know right. some people do have that. That's That's not my niche. I'm more about like, I'm here to help people heal and empower them. So even with my intuition, I don't yeah. see that, right? I see different things. But it gives you a little bit of, God, closure or comfort, I guess, like knowing that like, you know, as tragic as some things may seem and as like so unfair, like my my high school sweetheart that died in a crash at 18, like that journey changed my life changed his parents' life, changed his brother's life, changed his friend's life, like changed the other guy that was in the car, you know, like mm -hmm. everyone's life was changed by that decision. That was a choice that wasn't. And knowing that there was a bigger plan in all of that makes it not such a senseless tragedy. And that gives comfort. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. This all goes back to all of you sitting in this giant amphitheater. 
and, you know, planning and saying, all right, you know, Jake's going to go with 18 and these yeah. are all the people that are going to be affected by it. Okay. Right. Everyone here, roll call. Okay. You know, I mean, it's just, yeah. well, that's how it is. Ugh. So it, it's like daunting and comforting at the same time. Right. Yeah. And not to minimize the pain, you know, no. of still losing Absolutely. the people. But yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. This has been so fucking fascinating. <laughs> can you please tell people where they can find you if they want, if they want to book a session because everyone's about to be like, oh my God, come tell me everything about my life. Um, so drop all your, all your stuff for us, please. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. So my website is your souls contract.com. Oh, love it. Easy. Right. To yeah. The point. Easy. Yeah. Your souls contract.com. <laughs> Yeah, and I have another one, um, mysoulcontract.com. I try to make it as easy for people yeah, as possible to love speak that. it. Um, and then, of course, they can find me on um, Instagram. I'm a soul contracts practitioner. Mm -hmm. I think as, as soon as you sub start typing in soul contracts, I'll come up. My name is Geliana, so they'll, they'll, they'll yeah. see my name. That's unique. Um, and then it's actually the same on TikTok. I had to get a new TikTok account because the other one's shadow banned. Oh, no. Yeah. Gotta but, love TikTok. Yeah. But soul contracts practitioner. Yeah. You have some great videos that kind of like do deep dives into different things. Yeah. Thank you so much for flying to LA to do this. Thank you so much for doing such a deep dive into my life. I am so thankful for the work that you do and that you were able to come and share it today. This is wonderful. Like I said, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I told you guys it was going to be a crazy episode. I cannot wait to hear what you guys thought of this. I cannot wait to look at my DMs and see that so many of you are trying to get on her wait list to book a session with her. Like, I was so validated by so much of this work, and it really instilled in me such a calmness and just a validating sense of peace that like we're on the right path. We've all chosen certain things that we're going through. These villains in our life are actually predispositioned to be here to teach us some lessons that we need to learn. It really allows you to switch from the mindset of woe is fucking me. Why does all this bad fucked up shit happen to me to really looking at things that happen in your life and think, okay, what do I think my soul is going to learn and gain from this situation? How can this not make me a victim, but propel me forward in a miraculous way? Oh, it like rocks my boat, guys. It makes me jazzed on life. And I hope this episode hit you with all the feels like it did for me. I love you guys. All right, FMLers, if you don't want to miss an episode, make sure to follow on your favorite podcast app. And if you're loving the show, drop us a five-star rating and leave a review. You can keep up with me on Instagram at Gabrielle Stone or the podcast page at FML Talk Podcast. For all the merch and books signed personally by me, you can shop the FML line on eatpreyfml.com. And as always, have a fucking self-love cocktail on me. Cheers. Welcome to As a Woman, Fertility Hormones and Beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Crawford, and I am a fertility physician and co-founder of Fora Fertility in Austin, Texas. 
We will talk about a wide range of topics, including the menstrual cycle, your hormones, infertility, IVF, mental health, and well, beyond. So join us and become part of the community of collaboration that amplifies others as a woman. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.